0: Amen. I've asked my wife and our little one, Reagan, to come on up here. Uh, aren't they beautiful? <laughs> from the from the Butler home to each and every one of your home here in Viridian, and even if you live outside of Veridian, uh, Merry Christmas, and we love all of you. Most of you I know, some of you I don't know. If you, I don't want know you, uh, I, I want you to come up and introduce yourself to me before you leave. Uh, but know this whether I know you or not I love you and and we love you and we want to get to know you so we can find out if we like you or not right (laughs) and whether or not you like us but for all of our neighbors this has been this has been my home for almost eight years and, and some of you have walked with me some, through some high times and low times and back up into some high times, and thank you. That's what a true community does, and that's what God has done right here in the middle of Viridian. So thank you. I'm looking forward to another year, uh, 2022, of, of doing life with all of you guys and getting together as the body of Christ. Amen? So I, what I'm going to do, you're going to get to multitask tonight, and I want to thank Alex Romo for lighting Our center candle, the Christ candle, the wind kept blowing it out, so never fear. He has, he's fixed it. He's got military-grade flashlight. He just dropped right in there to glow for us, so praise God for that engineering. Uh, I'm going to try to light my wife's candle here. Reagan, let me go ahead and light yours, sweetie. Now, what they're going to do, they're also going to take the lighter with them and try to help. Start lighting y'all's candles a little bit, okay? So you get to uh, multitask. Light your candle. Now, if you have lighters of your own, you can go ahead and start lighting them up, meaning the candles. And also listen to me give you a quick word from the Lord. Amen. Let me hop up here where I can see y'all a little bit better. Maybe y'all can see me with some light. Give it up for Ryan Rodriguez, who's been leading us in praise and worship. You know it's a special holiday time when Ryan is wearing his special Christmas jammies to a church service. I love it. I love it. Amen. Thank you to Becca Lampricht, who who, uh, actually wrote the poem that she read for you. She did a wonderful job. She and her husband, David Lampricht, have just recently assumed the role of youth pastors for us at Gathering Church. And uh, since y'all were kind enough to come out here on Christmas Eve, I'm going to give you a little insight. Shh. Don't tell nobody. Because we'll announce it uh, officially later on, but uh, Becca has served as children's pastor uh, for the last several years for us. Now she and her husband have moved into youth pastor, which means that we have been praying for the Lord to help transition in a another children's pastor. So in the coming months, uh, we, we've got we're, we're going to be doing about a ninety day ramp up and training time, but uh, we will have another children's pastor step in, and it's none other. Then Rebecca Romo, who actually read from Luke chapter 2, and her fearless husband, who lit the Christ candle tonight. And here's here is here's another Christmas, shh, don't tell nobody, but here's a Christmas, another Christmas bonus. It's always good to have Christmas good news, right? Uh, now, the Romos are a wonderful family that live here in the neighborhood, and they've, they've been uh, fellowshipping with us at Gathering Church for several months now, and just an incredible call of God on their life, and they've got two wonderful teenage kids who are here with them this evening, but they are also in tow with a new life. They are expecting their third child, and we want to congratulate them on that. Rebecca told me it's an Abraham and Sarah moment for them, but <laughs> so they are adding to our church. They're helping us grow our church, and so we want to congratulate them. That's always exciting when news of babies. In my family, we got in my family we're expecting to. Not me and Erica. Don't don't go off running around. We got we got our Brady Bunch thing going on, merging families, and we got grandkids, all that good stuff. But I have a niece who's expecting at any time, so. Keep her in prayer. Catherine, if you're watching, I love you. Hurry up, have that baby. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9, starting with verse 6, says this. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with his justice from henceforth, even forever. And it's the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this, the zeal of the Lord of hosts. That means that God himself, out of his excitement, he's doing something. What I want to focus on is the first part of this, uh, this passage. Isaiah prophesied this 900 years before the birth of Christ. He prophesied about the birth of Christ 900 years. And in the process he, now I read from the King James, but to put it in modern vernacular, what he's saying is, for you a child is born. For you, a son is given. All of a sudden, it takes the splendor and glory and grandioseness of Christ being the word of God in flesh, and it makes it very personal. No longer is the glory of God in some far-off candle, as it were. But now he's very personal and up close I don't know how many of you guys have been able to keep your candle lit with this wind. We're gonna, we were giving it another try this year. We'll come up with, with a different plan next year. But that's the whole point of it, to realize that the light of the world is no longer in some great cosmic abode. But for us, God himself robed himself in flesh thousands of times in history a baby would become a king, but one time in history, a king becomes a baby. Amen. And, and, and he steps out of his splendor of heaven, and he's born in basically a barn, what would be a cave. There's a reason why the shepherds were guarding their flock by night. Normally, they would have their flocks in the stables. They had to make room for the stables because there was no room in the inn. So they had to make room for other travelers to come and stay. So they took their sheep out into the field and they took turns staying awake to keep, keep the animals and the coyotes and the wolves away. So he's born almost in a, in a barn. Leaves a heavenly throne. And it's, it's as if he's saying, I don't necessarily think he's trying to endorse poverty per se, but I think what he's trying to say is none of that stuff really matters. What matters is what my kingdom consists of, and my kingdom consists of things that you can't even buy. In other words, even tomorrow as we gather with our family, it's not so much what we get to eat, but who we get to eat it with, right? And the relationship and the love. You can't buy that. It's not so much how much you paid for the bed that you have in your house tonight that you're going to go try to sleep in, but it's the fact that you get to sleep. In other words, you could you could buy a bed, you know, have it imported from Italy with emeralds all over it, cedar from Lebanon, the highest quality of mattress. You could spend a fortune on a bed, but if you're not if you don't have peace of mind to sleep, it doesn't do you any good, does it? But His kingdom brings you peace. His kingdom brings you love. All the things, that's what he's saying is important. But but I'm intrigued with this for unto, I did this for you. He was, there was nothing spectacular about his birth when it comes to looking at it from an earthly. Now heaven gathered around, couldn't figure out how in the world God could fit himself into a little baby. On earth it was almost unnoticeable. If it weren't for the angel choir that showed up to the shepherds, And matter of fact, he was born on a hit list. They wanted him dead by the time he was born. Mary Joseph had to hide him in Egypt for two years. Two years. The savior of the world being hid in Egypt for two years. If somebody had come along and looked at him and said, well, you don't look like a savior very much. See, that's the problem. And some of you have experienced this. Sometimes people come along when you're in the middle of your journey, in the middle of your faith walk, and, the, and, and you're nowhere near the destiny God has for you, but they want to judge you for right where you're at because they don't understand the end that God has in store for you. Don't let that be discouraging. There's a process to your troubles. There's a purpose sometimes to your pain. And it's part of the journey that will get you eventually to the destiny. But unto us, that phrase just echoes in my mind tonight. And it's this, that the modern way of saying it is, for you I did this. For you, there was a child born. For you, there was a savior. For you, a son was given. For you, I did all of this for you. He realized as humans we needed a human touch. And so he provided the human touch for the human race. And he became man. And the Bible says that he was tempted in every way that we were. He faced many of the same emotional trials that we have. And it's not so much that he could know what it's like to be us, but it's so that we could know that he knows what it's like to be you to be me what an incredible personal savior that we have and so i want to invite you this christmas to take a few moments and allow the baby in the crib the baby in the manger to become a very personal savior a personal lord don't just ask him to be your savior we say it all the time at Gathering Church. Everybody wants to be saved. That's a no-brainer. But not everybody wants a Lord. Not everybody wants to submit. This year, going into 2022, make a conscious effort to say, Lord, I submit every part of my life to you. The Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll direct your path. Don't just ask him to be your Savior tonight. Ask him to be Lord. Lord and i promise you if you'll give everything over to him i'm living proof that if you'll just hand everything over to him and let it all go and trust him he'll take care of you matter of fact he'll bring you to a place far beyond anything than what you anything you could have imagined he'll bless you in a way that you never saw coming and he will meet every single need in your life If you're here and you need physical healing, it's there for you. If you're here and you need uh, a financial miracle, it is there for you. If you're here and you need emotional stability, it is there for you. If there is healing that needs to take place in your marriage, it is there for you. If you'll submit to his lordship, he'll take care of everything everything you need. For unto us. He did all of this, and it wasn't just a matter of being born, but everything he did, he did for us, all the way to a cross where he became a sacrifice and shed his blood so that all my sins could be forgiven and my diseases could be healed, as the Bible says, but he didn't stop there. He resurrected, in three days he came back to life, and he ascended, and he sits on high, at the right hand of the Father. And because of my faith that I have in him, I get to sit right there with him, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus as a joint heir, the Bible says. That means everything that he's inherited, all power, authority, all anointing, all ability that he inherited, I get to inherit because of my faith. And it just doesn't stop with a knucklehead like me. If you have faith in him as well, you get to walk in that. What a wonderful Christmas present to know that we can go to sleep tonight and wait for Santa Claus to come. And fortunately, it is going to come for Paul Jones. Assured me he's been good all year long, so he's expecting Santa to come to the Jones house. But as we go to sleep tonight, we can sleep in perfect peace, perfect peace of mind, knowing that Christ did it all for us, for unto us he did all this. Father, we love you and we thank you. And even though some of our, our trappings may not get to work uh, with candles and flames and fighting the wind, uh, ultimately none of that really matters. It's pretty, but what matters is you. So, Lord, we lift you up and we thank you that you would do this for us, that you would take it upon yourself to become human so that you could, when I couldn't get to you, you got to me. When I couldn't find you, you found me. And we praise you for it. If there's anyone here and you've never asked Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, not just your Savior, but Lord of your life, I invite you to do it. It's one of the most easiest things you can do. If you'll believe in your heart and even speak it out, Jesus, I believe you died for my sins and that you, you rose again in three days. I believe it. Be my boss now. Lead me. I don't know a whole lot about you, but I'll walk with you, and I'll find someone who can teach me. I receive you tonight. Pray a prayer similar to that, however you need to do it, but I guarantee it will be the greatest Christmas present you've ever received in your life. And there's a whole slew of people on this lawn that can testify to that. How the saving blood of Jesus and the anointing and grace of God change them around I shouldn't even be standing before you tonight but because of the goodness and the grace of God here I am, amen be blessed in the name of Jesus we're going to sing one more time as a family I encourage you don't take off too quick, greet some folks after this is all over with and let them know how happy you are to see them and wish them a Merry Christmas Isn't this beautiful? One more time, let's praise Jesus as Ryan leads us into worship.